2: It is a Friday edition of Barn Burner. Welcome in, friends. And speaking of friends, we've got a special guest today. Rhett, hello from Nashville. Uh, Wacy Rabbit, assistant coach of the Saskatoon Blades, one of the greatest suitcases in hockey history. I believe we've chatted in Croatia, Norway, uh, San Antonio. Uh, and, and last we checked in, you were coaching in Port Alberni of the BC League, but Blades assistant. Uh, Welcome all of you in to the Tower Chrysler Studios, the Consumer Choice Award winners, Calgary's favorite Chrysler dealer. Visit them online, towerchrysler.com, or stop in at 10901 McLeod Trail South. Rhett, give us the update. Yesterday, you were in the air. You've landed in Nashville. Last we checked in with you in Nashville was, what, six weeks ago? And I don't know if you could have spelt your middle name. You were a complete mess. You sent us a picture outside of Tootsie's last night. I'm very concerned. What's the update?
0: No, I'm in no way similar to the last time I was at Tootsie's. It was a tough go the last trip. This one's a little more tame. The shovellers along. I got a kid along. We went and we did the walk down Broadway and had a, watched a few bands, but certainly not a late night. But ran into an old Calgary Flame. Really, and had an awesome steak, uh, Mr. Jamie Lundmark. Wow, was uh, okay. putting the team together so ran into him and i'm pretty sure the last i was when i was in florida you talk about where wacy has all been i'm pretty sure that uh, he was down in fla for a while r- mucking right. about
2: was it in the everblades or there was a team on the other side of the the state wasn't it that you were playing echl yeah we had the solar bears and the everblades yeah, yeah. and so you were playing there when we caught up with you as well that yeah, man that's i've been everywhere. everywhere uh so wacy's in town for a couple days we thought we'd bring him in on a Friday. Dino is tied up with, I think, kid graduation stuff. So congrats to Dino kid graduation. Uh, he also has come bearing gifts, Rhett. Uh, a true gentleman, a class act, and a fan of the show since forever. So if you look right there, that is a Saskatoon Blades travel coffee mug. That is the most insignificant of the things he's brought. Now, Retro, you could pick of the litter. We got blades lid one
0: old school is that the old with the bridge yep nice
2: which is legit and that's it's the fabric back or we have blades lid two which is that's pretty good it's kind of got like the patch style yellow
0: Uh, i like that one mesh back yeah
2: first your overall pick there's four hats jack's getting one i want
0: I like a mesh back, so I'll take the mesh back. But I do love that old Blades emblem, the, the bridge. It's a beauty. There's no losers here.
2: You're right. A great logo, but I, I just see this with you. That's that's such a fit. Like you can Yeah, that's the, a fire pit. You can wear that to the rink, whatever you want. I'll wear
0: that to Tootsies is what I should wear. It to.
2: Oh, Too late. Just missed you. Just missed you. Now it gets even better. Zip up Blades hoodie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you know what's awesome is when my folks moved a couple years ago i got a whole carton of blades old school paraphernalia so this is bringing back some more memories
2: i was telling wacey you will not imagine how excited Red'll be he probably made 20 million and could buy any hoodie he wants but he'll be jacked for the free blades
0: yeah i don't buy hoodies i get free blades hoodies from my buddy Wacy. that's the way you roll Love so
2: these are both XLs. you there's the, what would we call this? This is the navy blue. This is the baby blue, kind of. So you get pick as well. Navy or baby.
0: Wow. Well, I think that what has to happen, I got to try one of those bad boys on because it looked like a long sleeve shirt and it might be lost on me. Well, will cut the arms the, off.
2: The the legend of Rhett's. The knuckle dragger? The knuckle dragger. Yeah, there the, we go. Sorry, Rhett. I've heard. Oh. He's got the <laughs> wingspan of an NBA center.
0: It, <laughs> it was heard- good at. It was the only thing it was – well, it was good for poke checks and keeping people f- a little further away so it didn't take too many on the chin.
3: Yeah, your feet are at the blue, and they're at the other blue, and you're poke checking. <laughs> good for you, man. It's like I'm trying, trying to-, to get past
2: the <laughs> Chara. How am I supposed to do this? He's got the, the legally lengthened stick and those arms? No way. Wacey, uh, give us the update. You're one in the Western League for you as assistant. You were in the BC League as, I feel like, a skills coach assistant role, yeah. something like that. How did it come to be in Saskatoon and tell us about the year. We actually ended up talking a fair amount of blades hockey this spring because of the Bedard chaos came through Calgary. It was a sold out saddle. And everywhere he went, we were watching and then it was those last two regular season games, Regina Saskatoon, then the series to start. I I feel like we haven't talked as much blades hockey since Rhett was trying to buy the team.
3: Um, Yeah. It's been a whirlwind year. I think probably around this time last year, I did sign my extension to go back to, to Port Alberni and uh, the Blades lost an assistant coach, and I am friends with Colin, who's the GM there, and he just asked if I was interested, and I talked to my wife, and, you know, it's a step up. I want to, you know, try and make it as high as I can as a coach, and I couldn't think of a better fit. I think it was a different Western League team. I probably wouldn't have gone, but because of Saskatoon and being there for four years that, you know, it was kind of – it fit, and they also brought my wife on to be the the Rush, the NLL, the in-game host. So it was a family – It wasn't just us, like myself grabbing my wife, like it was something for both of us. Yeah, that's amazing.
2: That's great. Um, and and the Redster being an alum couldn't be more proud. That's if you if you got to leave the BC league, I'm very fond of Red. You got to go to Saskatoon.
0: There's not many better Western Hockey League cities, to be honest with you. The the city is the right size. It has and the rink is a little maybe out of the way, but pretty good facility especially for how old it is compared to a lot of i mean there's a lot of new barns i guess in the western hockey league but it's a pretty good setup in saskatoon you got everything you could ever need
3: no it's it's, sorry it's hard to explain to players that have never played in saskatchewan in junior hockey like we we have the riders and now the rush but for junior hockey, you're, you're a professional That's player true. there. Like yeah. Everybody knows who you are. And like Retro said, um, Saskatoon's big enough where you can kind of get away with some stuff as a young man. But at the same time, there's that there's, it's really cool because, I mean, you could be walking into Quiznos and someone will recognize you or ask you for an autograph. Crazy. Love it.
2: Uh, you sent us a photo mid-season and Rhett was like elated. Tell us, uh, remind us of that because I feel like you guys could share stories at a minimum for a bit on uh, what, what sounds
0: like a Blades legend. The guy that could share the stories was the guy that he was in the picture with, who has been with the Blades since the '80s and done and seen it all. Plus, he was an undercover cop. <laughs> the stories that Jerome Engel can tell, Buf, as we refer to him, if you've if you've ever been part of the Blades Association, old Buf has helped so many guys in their careers. Uh, some some good advice, some advice little old school, maybe not, uh, I don't know how much he's adapted, but an absolute gem of a man, just one of my favorite coaches of all time.
3: Jerome. Um, so we had a, a different head coach and then Jerome came in with uh, Lauren Mulliken. Yep. And he was a character. He would come by our steaks and just put his thumb right in our steaks <laughs> or whatever we're eating. And he, he commanded authority, but he was, he was so funny. And when I came back this year, he was, he was kind of a liaison. He's part of, he's, what we call security, because all WHL teams need security. Okay. And I don't think the players like because it's our younger guys didn't understand who Jerome was and how tough he was. And oh. they were, like he was trying to give them advice how to fight, and some of these guys didn't know how to fight. Yeah, like when he's talking, you listen when it comes to that. And, and like you said, retro, there's a. Some some of his life advice, <laughs> we would turn around in video when he would be talking, and it wouldn't have to do anything with hockey. Just some of his advice, and we turn around and make sure he, that there'd be eyebrows looking looking towards him.
0: He has coached under some of the toughest guys to play: Tony okay. Twist, Joey Koser, Kelly Chase, Wade Wendell Bielak. Clark, Wade oh. Belak, Chris McAllister. For a while, it was right up there, like yes, it's a good list
3: he was telling us a story I don't really want to get into it but like he's been shot at undercover just really? like infiltrated some pretty high criminal organizations it's oh, pretty crazy it's, it's he he's he's lived a wild life and just for him to be around and it's it's pretty cool
2: <laughs> I love it okay so Wacy I want to talk a little bit with you we'll get to some flame stuff Wacy's a big flames guy actually why don't we do this um when did you start listening to the show because Wacy started reaching out i want to say almost a decade ago and is like fan of the show sending us content hey you guys made my day i had a crappy night in country i've never heard of but you guys show was awesome today it feels like you've been one of our boys since uh,
3: at least since i've been around on this program yeah so my last year in the american hockey league was in san antonio it was the year before the the lockout and i didn't really know where i was going to play then i had an opportunity to go to norway and i think uh retro you were on with walks and boomer And it was probably two or three in the afternoon. I had nothing to do. I was playing Call of Duty, so I turned on like what, like the Sportsnet or whatever it was at the time. Um, And you guys were on, and you guys were actually pretty funny, and you guys had really good insight. And I just because it was on so early, but it was middle of the day wherever I was in Europe, that I just you know I, I became a fan. So three years in Norway, a year in Japan, two years in Italy, a year
2: in the East Coast League back over to Czechia, so Czech Republic or Slovakia, depending, uh, uh, I guess it'd be Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, then back to the East Coast League, Jacksonville. We chatted with you when you were in Jacksonville. Then you go back over to Romania, then back to the East Coast League in Florida again. This is unbelievable. You've, you, you've traveled the world with hockey,
3: man. Like Rhett's done well. He never left the continent. <laughs> I, I think my, my end goal was to be where Retro was, but I was just kind of trying to stay afloat. And I think at that point when I wasn't going to make the NHL, it said, why not, right? You know, get the opportunity. My wife, you know, came to visit there. So came to live with me in Czech and my, my parents got to visit Japan. Wow. So like, these are just opportunities. You know, I used hockey as a vehicle and, you know, I wouldn't change it for a thing. I think everything happened and for a reason I am where I am today.
2: Tell us about your wife. She's had an incredible
3: career that's taken her around the world a bit as well. Yeah, so Ashley, uh, her name is Ashley Calling, bullet Rabbit now. She calls herself Ashmeister. Um, she's the... <laughs> No, she's done a lot. She's uh, she had a really tough upbringing, okay. and she's used that to you know uplift others, especially women, Indigenous women in particular. Um, she was the first Indigenous model to pose in Sports Illustrated. She has a book coming out. Um, she's now in-game host for the Rush, the NLL team in Saskatchewan, for the the guys up north, the Elks. Yeah, the, that's she- the football. Team that doesn't want at home. Yeah, she you know she that. has a lot of titles. She's a bit, she's an actress as well, but you know most of her work she does a lot of motivational speak. She's she goes through a lot of communities, um, within North America indigenous communities, and she tells her story because it is pretty like uplifting. And um, when her book does come out, I feel it's going to be uh for for everybody, not just you know in for indigenous people, but just people that deal with adversity and yeah. how she handles it and she turns into such positivity. And I'm so proud because she makes me a better man. Yeah. And at the same time, she's crazy. She's wild. I love her. And she's always down for a good time.
2: Well, and you're selling a short on the modeling stuff. Like I, I go to her Twitter and it's like magazine cover, magazine cover, magazine cover, magazine cover. Like this isn't a, oh, I, I put, there was this one thing we did. Like that was a significant chunk of her life was traveling around and being a model.
3: Yeah. And you know, right now it's, it's an opportunity for, I think, cause she had a really tough time during COVID because the part of her thing was traveling. So we got to go down to Florida, but you know, she, she worked on herself. And now it's kind of like everything's opening up all over the world. Yeah. That she's like she was just in Cannes last week. She's at uh Wow, at the Cane's film festival. Yeah, or Cannes, Cannes or, Canes and... or whatever, yeah, no, the film festival. Right. Yeah. That. And uh so like she's somewhere every week and wow, now, like our off season's kind of ours, but she's she's got a lot of uh, a lot on her plate and she does a really good job juggling it.
2: Well, and I know it's been important to you, not unlike her, to give back to First Nations communities and you've been running hockey camps in this part of the world for a while. I know you're busier now with the new gig, but why was that something that
3: that was important to you and continues to be? Um, well, my first, like, I guess my identity as a hockey player and Indigenous person was, uh, I don't know, Retro, if you remember the name Shane Peacock. Uh-huh. He was a American, great, great player. He's from Enoch First Nations. And I was six or seven when he played with Lethbridge, and my reserve was outside Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that I looked like him. And yeah. he was an absolute star in Lethbridge. So I said, you know, if he can do it, why can't I? And, you know, I never made the NHL, but I got to do some really cool things and I've got to make some really cool people and I make a career, of you know, hockey so that any young person that wants to pursue something that, you know, are opportunities are there, but you're going to have to work for it. You know, there's going to be some ups and downs. I've been told no, then <laughs> more times than I've told yes. But uh, I really enjoy, you know, working with our youth and making sure that whatever their door, they step into, they feel like they belong
2: to be the peacock for whoever they are. Right. Yeah, In just, terms of just like, there's a pathway here. Don't feel
3: like there's dead ends. There's yeah. a, you keep working. Well, I think somebody, you know, like Jordan Tutu, Ted Nolan, they, they kind of open the doors for, for first nations people that, you know, there's just, it's just leave it better than you found it. That's what I always tell our players and our young, our young kids that wherever you go, you know, give something and, you know, making sure you're giving something positive back.
2: Okay, so Wasey's big Flames guy, big uh, listener slash viewer of the show. He's saying he's sometimes YouTube, sometimes the podcast at when he's riding the bus in the Western League. So I need to run this by both of you. Yesterday, it was John Bender we had in. We talked a lot of CFL with uh, Jay McNeil, the vice president of the Stamps. It was not the right audience to spin a hockey trade on. We tried. It was fine. But I need the, the, the great minds, the former Blade, the Blade's brains to, to weigh in on this. So one of the, uh, the craziest trade I've heard floated, Rhett, and you'll get an occasional what about this, what about that, but this one, for whatever reason, is really resonating with people given that Connie's brand new and given that we don't know a ton, I guess, about what's going to happen next in this offseason. So this is Aaron Portsline and Julian McKenzie. Julian covers the Flames for the Athletic. Portsline covers the Blue Jackets. The conversation is about Elias Lindholm to Columbus Rhett, where he'd be reunited with Johnny Gaudreau. He, of course, has one year left on his deal. Um, the key for Columbus, says Portsline, is if he's willing to sign an extension or not. The Blue, Blue Jackets wouldn't make a trade straight up number three for Lindholm uh, if he doesn't sign. If he does sign an extension, it's a trade the Blue Jackets could get excited about. Lindholm is not only in his prime at 28, but he's shown previous success with Johnny Goudreau. We've seen their chemistry. It's impressive. So if Lindholm were to sign an extension, I don't know what the plus would be or if it would have to be that massive, Lindholm with an extension, and maybe a second-round pick to Columbus for number three overall. Now this is not what we've seen from the Flames. Win now mode, make playoffs now, always make the playoffs. But number three overall could be a face of the franchise, like your next set, you know, of jerseys you drag up to the rafters. Number three overall is likely a number one centerman. It's it's Bedard one, it's Fantilli two, and then after that it's. Leo Carlson or Will Smith, very high end, number one center profiles. I'd never really thought about Lindholm for a pick that high. And maybe this is completely unrealistic, but it's an interesting conversation about how quickly the Flames could pivot. Uh,
0: And I think that that's the important part, right? Is what's Conroy's vision for this team? uh, I've brought it up so much. They were close, but you have to, you have to either find some faith that you believe that being close meant they needed to save. And they're just a a spot away from making the playoffs and having a Florida Panther type run, or you take a longer term view and, and you do a trade like that. I'm not, I, again, there's the ifs, ands, or maybes of that trade or this or that. I don't know who the number three pick is. I don't know the, everyone talks how good the draft's going to be, but if you don't think that you have the right chemistry in that room. Signing Lindholm to another long-term deal, I really think handcuffs you. Uh, you're gonna have him aging, Cadre aging. We know Huberto has to bounce back, but Kenny, I don't know. And what 30s. does yeah. right? He's gonna be in his thirties. He's gonna decline eventually. 30s. Back, Backlund's getting older. <sighs> My guts tell me, and it's a bit of a bias because it's been a while since the Flames kind of did it with the Bennett, Monahan, Kachuk era of drafting. I would rather go that way. I would make that trade. I would, uh, I would start to build a youth movement, and uh, you've got goaltending. Keep your Markstrom. You got Wolf coming in. You've got Vladar, who's been very good. Who knows what he even is? So you've got solid goaltending. You've got defensemen that are good. Keep those guys together, and build from the defense out. And if that means moving Lindholm, again, the like, the catch to me would be: Can I get rid of other guys? I mean, I know hmm. I could trade Michael Backlund. Yep. No if problem. he if he if he agrees to go. But, if, if, but are Coddry and Huberto the guys to lead a youth movement? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
2: That. Can you move one of them? Can Is one of them more suited to take someone under their wing than another? You need to see bounce backs from both of them. Neither of them showed you in year one that they are those guys. You hope you see something different in year two. What do you think of when you see that sort of trade out there? And, and it doesn't have to be that trade, but the idea of taking someone in their prime and turning that into someone that's got 15 years on
3: a career yet to begin. I, I agree with Rhett, you know, just in the junior hockey, how it is, you look at the, the skill that you're probably not going to wait that long for this, this pick to, to pan out. Um, you look at who's, who's in the, the final four, you know, in that pick, there's, there's high skin there's Eichel's all these teams have those high end picks. Yeah. So I think for, for Conroy, for him to, to, you know, to really put his, his mark on this, the, is, I think is, it, it's kind of, it would be an ideal if you can pick that high, why wouldn't you, right?
2: Yeah, and we've heard so much about this draft class and that doesn't mean that every kid's a superstar and we know Bedard will be that. Fantilli, is there a ledge there? You know, is it a true center? Maybe a guy ends up on the wing and and those that's sort of what you're saying, right? There's all these little nuances about it, but the, the idea of taking a guy about to get to 30 who's in his prime and turning it into an 18-year-old, that's one that I don't think we've thought about much over the last five years here and... To be fair, you didn't have reason to think about it until you saw this team faceplant this year and now a new GM, a new vision.
0: Well, and I think they did do it with the, like I said, we overlook, and I'm the worst for it. I have to remind myself that they went through a downtime and they got Gaudreau and they got, I mean, the Gaudreau one's a bit of a fluke, to be honest with yeah, you. It you call suck, it, right? Yeah, but you got Kachuk and you got Bennett and you got Monaghan, all yeah. of them top six picks. That was supposed to be your base. You hit a home run with the Gaudreau thing. Like, it, they did do it. And you know what? It was working out. It, yep. was, it, had the right, it was in the right trajectory. It fell apart. Yep. Right. For whoever, it's not a fault thing. It's not one reason for this. Shit happens. It happened. I just think you retool and do the same thing because if you had been able to keep Gaudreau and Kachuk, and all the Monahan had kept scoring and hadn't got injured. And Bennett had played the way even he, right now, the way he's playing in Florida. You would be in a situation where other teams would be dreading playing you. Right. Rebuild that. yeah. Rebuild that because hanging on to this group of assets, I think you're just taking a risk because it didn't work the one year they were together. Blame yeah. it on Darrell if you want, but they're just, they're just older. It's another year older. It's another year older, and like Wacy said, the kids these days aren't—they're not long-term projects. They're highly skilled. They've been groomed from a young age. That you know, going to the NHL is nothing. Not a, I mean, it's a big deal, but they all get massaged, they all get stretched, they all have physio, they all have nutritionists, they all have trainers. They—they're ready for the big time sooner rather than later in today's world.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Want to switch gears. You you said you ran into a former Flame yesterday. A lot of people in Calgary did that, and it would be hard to find a former Flame outside of Calgary. Yesterday was the Flames Alumni Masters Golf Tournament. Uh, what was the feedback you got? I know we, I saw some videos with Regier. Commodore is back. He's helping run it. Those two have spearheaded it. Prior to that, what was it? Um, uh jamie mccowan and others dana dana merson
0: was doing it all on his own for the longest time pardon me
2: what have you seen and heard from yesterday's tournament
0: i haven't heard much i i've, I've kind of had the phone off because i was hanging out with lundmark and we were out for dinner so i i didn't hear much but i know that reggie and and, and commie Last year I was at it. It was awesome, well-organized. Pritis does a great job of having guys and what a course to go play. So uh, I, I haven't heard anything, but I got to expect it was a home run again.
2: So I don't know if it's the same date every year. Sometimes it's like sideways rain and two degrees. Other days it's perfect. Yesterday would have been great. Uh, they picked the right date yesterday. And we'll explain why with McLeod Law as we go down memory lane. Uh, you know, Peter Klein at McLeod Law as the personal injury guy, but did you know he's also the go-to guy in Calgary for disability insurance claims? Uh, if your long-term disability insurance company is refusing to pay insurance benefits to you, contact Peter. He'll get you the disability benefits you paid for and that you deserve. Uh, he'll get you peace of mind back as well, the peace of mind that you paid for. So if you're having uh, disability claim issues, Peter's there to help. Speaking of uh, their memory lane, Calgary guys, roots in the city. Uh, May 25th was yesterday. Here's May 25th, the day Lanny McDonald will never forget. Uh, 1989 yesterday, and that's an old one. You can see the NBC logo in verses. It's been a while since the league was there, but uh, yesterday was the anniversary. Rhett, so those those old '89 goats on the golf course yesterday also had the anniversary to celebrate. Not just they, the golf tournament, the anniversary
0: as well. Holy crap! They should have had the cup out there. Wonder if they could pull that string right now. That would be something. But uh,
2: that, that's a double up. If it's like the $72 oh, dollars for every year,
0: wait, you see. It's painful around that city of Cal, just painful. Every time you run into an 89 guy, he's got a stupid ring on. And oh, gee. braggy, brag, brag. Way to go. It's never ending. So you, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to golf yesterday. I got so sick of those old bastards telling me how great they were.
3: A couple headbutts thrown out, right?
2: <laughs> I like the 04 team in a Royal Rumble, to be clear. If we're picking sides, I like the, but I mean, they just, they got the jewelry, buddy. And that's, it's, it's, it's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: I'm, sorry. So I'm happy for the franchise. It's great.
2: So that's uh, from Cloud Law, Proud Calgary Roots, uh, May 25th, 1989. Were you even alive
3: yet? I was three. You were three. True story that my mom, when I was like five or six, she would play that when she, didn't need to babysit me. And just I would put it just in the video. Put in the video, and I would the VHS, and I would just play hockey in front of it.
2: So. Amazing. Was that the Sea of Champions video? There's I a think few. So
3: yeah, I th- actually, I think it was
2: the Sea of Champions yeah. one was the
3: one I grew up on, and it was the
2: same thing. Whether it was at the cabin or in the winter, you could pop that thing anytime, and round by round, yeah. all the way to the cup final, behind the scenes interviews. Uh, Yeah, that was that was pretty
3: legendary stuff. Well, retro. I'm not going to take anything away from the '89, but I was 17 when you guys went on your run here. Um, I was with the blades that year you came in cause Mooner brought you in to talk yeah. to our team and I won't say what you said, but it, <laughs> it wasn't really regarding us beating the hitman. It was just more life advice that, you know, we took in to advance, but also that a little bit later that you got me out a lot of, uh, a lot of high school classes cause you guys won and you guys weren't expected to win and you just kept <laughs> going. And so, so I never got to personally thank you.
0: So was the, were show. the teachers that enthusiastic that they would be? Some- I
3: wasn't enthusiastic, but it was like Mayish, so I don't know if they're lazy. Yeah, and they, yeah. everybody was just getting on the bandwagon. Tra- but they we were, we were, and we were kind of tired from being at 17th. That yeah, oh they, yeah. they were kind of. It was just the perfect storm, you know. The flames were were buzzing, and the high school teachers were probably buzzed and hungover. <laughs>
2: Uh, they, you might've seen your teachers there. I know I was in university. It was not, yeah, there was, there was, everyone was there celebrating. Yeah. clothes optional. It was good times. Uh, so that's your McLeod law visit for the day. We got a Pinder report as well to get to retro, but I want to talk about your cats. Uh, I don't know that we've chatted with you since the Kachuk scored that game winner with what five seconds left. Th- this is salt in the wounds for flames fans, but as a former Panther, like the vibes are immaculate right now. Uh, for the Panteros
0: retro? I I don't t- typically find myself cheering for teams in the playoffs. You know, if you've got a buddy like Brian Campbell in Chicago, I was cheering for the Blackhawks when, just, but just for him to win, it had nothing to do with the Blackhawks. I'm genuinely excited about the Panthers. I mean, I know it's, it pulls up my heartstrings because I played there and it's, you know, you're an alumni and this and that, but. I love the energy and the feel of that team. They 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 remind me a lot of of our old four run in Calgary, where you got the goaltender doing everything, and you got Kachuk playing like a Ginla, and everyone's bought in, and everybody's behind that squad. I don't think there's many people out there that aren't cheering for the Panthers right now.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's, if you, it's a fun group to get behind. The, the, the salt in the wounds is there's three former Flames there. Ryan Lomberg, okay, bit part, so to speak, but love the tenacity he plays with. That one slipped through your fingers. You could see what you living liked in him, you know, bringing him in and, you know, having him around. It just never happened that he caught on the big squad. And then, yeah, you're seeing what you loved about Sam Bennett in Calgary, which to be fair, wasn't a ton, but playoff Sam Bennett was pretty damn good as a flame and there's a lot of old man strength playoff Sam Bennett you're seeing and Matthew Kachuk is finally turned into playoff Matthew Kachuk, the guy that terrorized teams and came up with big goals all regular season never really put it together in a series for the flames in the postseason. And we look back and like, well, obviously it was just a matter of time because here he is you know, what 20 points. Holy shit.
0: I, I think sometimes we do underestimate how hard it is for, you call them kids, but for guys to go play in the NHL playoffs, it's a different beast, right? It, it, it really is. and Sometimes it takes a while. You know, you, you think of Ovechkin winning it once and getting yeah. beat out all the time. And, wow, well, I can't get it done. And numerous other guys like that. And it's one team wins, just one, yeah. just one team wins. Everything has to go right. You have to avoid injuries. You have to get the right matchups. Your goaltender has to be unbelievable. Your top guy's got to score when you need a goal. I mean, it's... So, uh, to say guys fall flat, we probably jump the gun a lot. Get knocked out. You think about the team of Carolina. Oh, they didn't win. They should have won. How many goals did they lose? Four straight by four goals total for a lot? like unbelievable how tight that series is. It could go either way at, on a drop of a hat, right? Like it's that that series could have went either way. It's a tough, tough road to that Stanley cup.
2: Well, and even just talking about K- Kachuk and, and that stage, I mean, I, I don't think he wasn't ready for it or wasn't amped up enough. It was almost too much. Like, do you remember him and Klimberg at the beginning of the Stars series yeah. last year? And you're like, dude, play your game. Don't get tied into this nonsense where you're off the ice. And now, you know, Oh, I got to fight this guy. And it, it it felt like he was too up Uh that he kind of forgot what got him there in a way. And he's only going to learn from that experience. And a year later, phenomenal playoff performance.
3: Can I jump in here? Yeah, please. um, What Retro's going back to all everything adding up and you talk about the cars that only win and Ovech you need to be battle tested. Yeah. Right. And Chuck Bennett, they've had their, they've had their downs, you know, unfortunately it was with Calgary and you can see them. They just go in with this confidence and it's, the cores that win, they have been battle tested. Like Ovechkin had to go through it. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys that have won that they couldn't save for the longest time couldn't win, you know, look at Stevie Iserman. You know, he, it took him forever to win, but he was battle tested. He'd been through all these ups and downs and you looked at this, this shining, you know, the, the light of the playoffs is just not as bright for, for Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk because now they, they've been through it. Okay. Well, I, I've been through the media saying this and this one, but Tomorrow's a new like. I guess I'm still breathing. Yeah. I'm still alive. Like it's not the end of the day and the end of the world. So it's a good point. It's great.
0: very true. You have to. You have to go through. And 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 there's like I was lucky. We went on a run my first year. But you, I remember my when I got traded to Buffalo. So my first year, I'm not a veteran. I'm just along for the ride. And we, and we make the finals, and we had a hell of a hell of a run. And Colorado kicked our ass in the final, but. Anyway, you learn from it and you move on. When I got traded to Buffalo, I remember the first game we were playing. I've told this story before, but people that I haven't heard were playing in Ottawa against a team that the lineup was deep. They yeah. were a juggernaut of a squad. And I remember sitting in the dressing room in Ottawa, looking around the room, kind of, holy, how are we going to match up against this guys?" But I had a, there was a calmness. And Daryl Shannon came up to me and goes, are you not, like, you look like you could have a nap. Like, are, are you not? I'm like, well, I'm jacked up. I'm absolutely amped to play this, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not, scared of it i'm not ner- i mean you're nervous but it's a controlled emotion a controlled nervous because you've been through those ups and downs and battles before and that squad hadn't been so everyone has to learn the the peaks and valleys and how to just kind of maintain an even keel and and make sure that you continue to focus on where you're trying to get to getting caught up with in a, in a uh, one guy pissing you off or or a bad bounce here or a or shitty injury there it's irrelevant. You have one goal and one goal only. Focus on that.
2: Yeah, and they're they're favored right now. I know, obviously, Vegas isn't through. They're going to have to lose four in a row. They've lost one in a row. Uh, but the, the the team with the fewest amount of points, that made it in the playoffs. Ninety two, one less than the Flames. A team that needed Pittsburgh to stub their toe against two of the three worst teams in the league. Their last two games of the year, favored for the Stanley Cup, Brett. Which, uh, well, Wacy here, a question
0: qu- question for you. I, my concern now with with Vegas losing last night is, if I'm the Panthers, I don't want to sit around too long. You've got things going, and you do not want to lose that momentum. Is do you think there's anything to that?
3: I, I'm a big believer in momentum. Like if you're feeling something, if you have your routine, you know, as a player, you have a routine, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now what are you doing for three or four days, right? And mm-hmm. you want to keep that. <laughs> it it'll be interesting, and you know you uh, I'm cheering for Vegas. Dallas was my team, but you know, just to, to get two teams that are absolutely at the top of their game, I, f- I feel it's best that they play quicker and play sooner.
2: Yeah. I, I'm ready for the final. I mean, if Dallas wants to be the fifth team in the history of the league, come back 3 0, Oh, that'll be entertaining, but it's more likely just feeling like we're drawing out something. We already know how it's going to end, which is it's going to be Vegas and Florida. And we'll get to it in the Pinder report, depending what happens in game five, depends on the start date for the Stanley cup. Uh, there's two dates. They'll start. That's it. So it's either way down the line where you can leave room for seven games and a break, or it's going to be soon after a game five victory for Vegas. So if you you want momentum for teams is one thing for, for us, like if this ends on Saturday, we get to keep watching hockey and not like have a huge gap. And I let's go, these two teams are playing great. I want to see them head to head. Anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, anything else retro in front of mind? We haven't chatted since Wednesday. Uh, you you got kid hockey there. How many days in Nashville?
0: Well, we don't. We'll be here till Sunday. F- prob- well, Wow, depends if we get our asses kicked. We'll be done coming home Sunday night. But if uh, if things go as planned, and this Lundmark character can coach the way he breaks, then we'll be playing deep into Monday. Oof, big big.
2: You tuck you under his wing, take red <laughs> along with him for this incredible coaching ride all
0: the way He has so much more we are sitting around. I haven't seen him forever. We're sitting at the steak joint last night. and He coaches and his kids are good and they're all doing well in school and he's got philosophies on coaching and he's coached. He's got meth, it's called Method Hockey out in Philly. He runs the whole program and I'm like, holy, I, I have a hard time getting to the rink on time. So he's got things organized pretty good.
2: The yin and the yang, right? This is perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's funny too because uh, Jordan Leopold's kid is going to play in this tournament as well. They ran into those guys at the airport, uh, but seeing you know, there's a whole ton of guys that are running around with JP Dumont, who I played with in in Buffalo, is picking me up here to go for a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. let mm. get some spice. So it's fun. There's lots of guys kicking around.
2: Last one before we get into the Pinder Report. Uh, Wasey in Saskatoon has got some Mitch Love ties. He obviously was in the organization before coming to the Stockton Heat slash Calgary Wranglers. He's obviously a, a prime candidate for the Flames Head coaching job. Uh, what do you know about Mitch? Uh, what can you tell us about this guy that, you know, is on the board as a candidate.
3: Well, I know Mitch just, you know, playing against him in the Western league and the American hockey league and passing by, like we're, we're cordial. We'll say hello. Um, our head coach, Brendan Sani, um, him and Mitch were assistant coaches under Kevin Constantine. So, you know, just seeing how they prepare, um, how thorough and detailed and just of how they do their business that I, I couldn't, for me, I couldn't be under a, uh, like a better I guess what you, a tree or umbrella of coaches to yeah, learn from, sure. And just seeing how Brennan, you know, he he's he's a big Constantine, like Kevin Constantine. Just how prepared and detailed it is. So I can't see how far off Mitch would be. I've never, you know, seen him prepare a coach. But when you when you've done what you've done in the American Hockey League with, you know, just you know the inconsistency of rosters, yeah, and the the ups and downs. But just how good he's he's been able to, you know constantly produce players that are ready to play in in the NHL or the teams that are, you know, succeeding at that level. It's, 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 it's really hard to do at at that level. And Mitch is, you know, I I couldn't think of a a better time for him to, to be a coach in the NHL.
2: So we talked about this, Rhett, I want to say like two months ago and in one, Breath. It's like, oh my gosh, coaching in the A'd be great because everyone's motivated. Everyone's a good performance away from a theoretical call up and adding a zero to the end of their salary. And like, there's, it shouldn't be hard to put a carrot in front of a player, but you alluded to something that I was always reminded of there are so many bodies that pass through. Like you might have 45 guys over the course of a year and it's just continually teaching and reinforcing and your best players get taken away from you. They go up and you get guys down that are in the dumps and dejected not being in in the NHL anymore. I mean, there's some challenges that come in that league that you don't see in other
3: leagues. You get problems and your good players get taken from you every year. Yeah, and you talked about the NHL players that come down. You know, there's the ego of that you know that so I've been a part of some teams that you know those guys that they have the the bottom lip that's been hanging and sure um, you know the guys that are career AHLers that you know i I need to stay in this league to feed my family and then you have the up and coming guys that so the the mix of ego that is in a, an American Hockey League it, the room is kind of wild and you know we I, I've been fortunate you know Bruce Casti was my coach in Providence um, Scott Gordon was who's in San Jose so I've been around some like really really like coaches and just how they handle that, yeah, it is like that, I feel that'd be harder than coaching at the NHL sometimes, just because the inconsistency and in the the characters that you have to deal with. I mean, they're all everybody's professional. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, that it's the it's completely different animal down there.
2: Yeah. You you any any, any more thoughts on Mitch Rhett? The more you, you think about these candidates, or is it just same as we've been for a couple of weeks? He's a great uh, candidate. Yeah. Internal great- guy.
0: He's a great candidate, I think the only way you find out more and who's the right fit is to know the players in the room better, which we don't because we're not in the room, and to sit in on interview process with the coach yeah. understand and again i I feel like I repeat myself what's the vision Conroy has for the organization yeah right well what's what's the vision for Conroy? Or that Conroy has for the organization? Are we going younger? Is Mitch Love fit in more with a younger team? Does can he, I said to, uh, on the show this week. Way I said I think Mitch is a great candidate, but this room ran a coach out of the. They ran Daryl Sutter out of town, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. a veteran coach, and they they put the boots to him. Really, like they were. Whether it was justified or not, they they got him out of there.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Situation for a first-year coach to go into a room? If the room's the same, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I wonder about that.
2: We could cut both ways, right? They might be thrilled that it's not, Daryl, and the other might be like, you're telling us what to do? Like, you don't even know where the door is to get in this rink. Like, sorry, bud, yeah. I could see it either,
0: right? I'm sure he's got respect uh from the players but that's something he's going to have to to be comfortable with if they're going to give him that job.
2: When you hear Constantine like Wacey had mentioned that before the show sweater I'm like
0: ooh structure sweater. sweaters sweaters wasn't Kevin Constantine the guy that wore the sweaters, or who was that?
2: Robbie Fatorik. Oh, yes. Robbie Fatoric.
0: Yeah, as soon as I heard Constantine, I'm like, oh, AC's wearing sweaters on the bench. Beautiful. No,
2: no, no, no. You wish they could wear guys. sweaters. But I think <laughs> structural and defense and supremely organized, like players know where they're supposed to be. And I don't know enough about Mitch as a coach. And I'm like, how is he doing this? this isn't a really veteran heavy AHL club that he's coached for two years. He does have a great goalie. You know, they've had some good offensive players, but when I hear Constantine, it's almost like, ah, okay. Now I see a little bit more. Like I haven't watched the team enough to say, oh, this is, you know, their forecheck and here's how they defend. And you know, they're either they let the horses run or or they're really tight defensively. Like Constantine, that kind of helps explain a little to me at least, but. That might not to you, and I and I worked with a guy that worked with Kevin forever, and in, in Troy Ward in, in Abbotsford. So that just
3: that's a connection to me. Maybe that's why that happens. Um, I'm going to add on something here too. Just with with the Mitch Love hiring, you look at Conor, he was hired within, you yeah. know, he was promoted. Okay, now if you're bringing up Mitch, you're promoted. You're keeping everything in house, and as an outside player, you're looking at that and you're saying, you know, I would like to be a part of that. Or if you're a coach, I would like to be a part of that. That's just not just. You know, you're going to gra- grab the sexiest pick or the sexiest coach. You're building within, and that's that's how you win. Is you build within because you know the person who you're going to war with, yeah. right? Because he's. I feel like as as a player and as a, as a former player and as a coach, that loyalty and trust, you know, that's where you get the most out of the people that you work with. They might not be as talented, but they look at you and say, you know, you gave me an opportunity. Or the players see that, and I like that that you talk about you know, winning teams and winning culture. And that's, that's where I'm a firm believer is that that's where it starts.
2: Yeah. It's also like turnovers tough. If you're reloading guys every two, three years of different philosophies, that's man, that's, that's. And so what you see now is a coaching staff, theoretically, at the NHL level next year, they might have three guys that have come up through the American league team to the big club. And I'm not going to say everything's same, same, but what you do want to have is you hire good people. They're good. You promote them because things mm-hmm. are going well. And at the American league level, that has mm-hmm. been the story. The question is, are those guys the ones to fix what hasn't gone well at the NHL level? And time will tell. Uh, I want to tell you about Green Drop. Finally, everyone in your neighborhood, Rhett's going to be talking about your lawn for the rare right reasons. Green Drop, easier than you think. Choose one of their lawn fertilizer programs from the beautiful basics that includes micronutrients and weed control all the way up to the beautiful premium package that adds aeration, overseeding, and the Green Drop exclusive soil booster to help your lawn healthy Get healthy and lush all summer. One of the green keepers will stop by, do all the work for you. Just a few minutes and 100% guaranteed. If you aren't satisfied, they'll make things right. Go to greendrop.ca for more. What uh, What's the state of uh, the, the foliage in Nashville? Is it full summer there right now or what?
0: The shoveler was stunned. She's like, Oh, I thought this would be like a, the prairies and flat and scrub oh, brush. It's and yeah. Yeah hilly forested beautiful country so she was blown away and speaking of uh green drop what a wonderful job they do boomer's kid had the graduation yesterday so did my nephew dax and then yeah. the the family decided to use my yard because it's in such beautiful shape because of green drop they're over in the backyard making a mess of things and buggers so thank you green drop for taking care of me so what kind
2: of a fee are they paying you? You're not even living in the house. Green drops coming. Yeah, what on do you, you do, Wayne?
0: How much do you charge the family for rent when they come? Make show up at your house uninvited? I don't know. I gotta. I don't know. My wife does
3: that. My parents come. She gets everything you know ready for them, and then she just hands them an invoice. So I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> what she just? She just here. You go. Thanks for thanks for your stay. Here's your invoice. <laughs> Warner Consulting Services.
2: Here's your invoice. Hope you had a great time in the backyard. Yeah. Um, let's do the Pinder Report. Lots of hockey stuff to get into. We do that, as always, for Village Honda. The million-dollar buy-in event continues. They're going to pay you top dollar for your used vehicle, and they'll throw in a tropical cruise
3: to boot. Go ahead, Rhett.
0: I got a blast. You do the Pinder Report. Wacey, awesome. Great job in Saskatoon. Say hi to everyone back there for me. Proud of you, buddy.
3: Thanks, Retro.
2: And we got a hoodie and a hat waiting for you in studio, Rhett. Hopefully, you're back sometime soon.
0: I'll look sharp. All right. Good luck, boys.
2: See ya. See ya. All right, there's uh, Retro from Nashville. See you indeed. It's funny, he never said anything about leaving early, and now poof, yep. fart in the wind.
3: It's like a ninja, R- man. You never R- know R- when he's R- here, you never know when he's gone. It's,
2: he does that too. We had, we did our first uh, live event, the playoff draft, what, April 16? It's around then? Yeah, for uh, a couple of days for around one of the playoffs. And uh, classic Ret,
3: it's life
2: for the party, chatting with everyone, shaking hands, having a few drinks, and then it's like,
3: the Houdini. The you ninja, always the Houdini, Yeah, my brother
2: calls it the smoke bomb, which I yeah, like. because I like a, that, yeah. But Houdini, same thing. And then uh, Boomer Houdini as well. And Jack and I were the idiots that ended up hammering a glass of wine at about 2 a.m. We, The last thing we needed on Earth. <laughs> Long night. Anyway. Uh, to the Pender Report for Village Honda. VillageHonda.com. Again, uh, get a piece of that million-dollar used car buy-in event and a tropical cruise. Sounds good. We start... With uh, the rumored coaching candidates the Calgary Flames, Wacy as it uh, appears, we have uh, from Pierre Lebrun some favorites. Now, this isn't a Flames list. This is Pierre digging around, but it certainly fits the bill of, of names we've heard and guys we think have a chance. Mitch Love, absolutely the internal candidate we talked about at length just moments ago. Andrew Burnett, that fantastic season with the Panthers last year, helps New Jersey do a great season this year. Guy that's generally adored by all his former teammates and players uh, universally, I should say, not generally. And Gerard Gallant, who I don't know, I feel like a bit of the shines come off Gerard here after his firing in New York. It's been some short stays in his last few spots, although he's won a bunch, at
3: least in the regular season in those places. You know, that's an interesting with Gallant, but he's not going to be scared. He's uh the limelight there, but I feel like just the, the, the coaching life of a, of a Gerard, Gerard Gallant, he comes in, he fixes it and and not I mean, a long shelf yeah.
2: It's kind of how I felt about Daryl. And then they gave him that extension. You're like, huh? That's, oh, <laughs> I thought two and a half years would be perfect. Were you four and a half? Another two years? Mm-hmm. Who gave him that? Anyway, we, we know how that ended. Two and a half years was the roundabout of time. Even maybe too much for Daryl. I, uh, and any other names you think about? I know Ryan Husk is a guy that, uh, I think is widely regarded as a, as a professional consummate, like X's and O's, great human. Is it his time? Is he a career assistant? Uh, He's getting interviewed in some other places as well. Like that's, I think he's a name that we're not hearing a bunch, but is a very real candidate for them as well. Do you know Huska at all?
3: I don't know Huska. Um, I'm aware that, you know, he was a Western league guy. guy. He's earned his opportunity. Um, I was just, you know, thinking of guys that just kind of came from, you know, that it really didn't have the NHL experience. uh, A mentor of mine is Jim Montgomery. Yeah. I think he was, Picked out of Denver when he was hired. You guys, at, do you? Uh, yeah. And then went, went to, to Dallas. Dallas and
2: you know. Man, so Jim, you know Jim, who went to Boston,
3: had that incredible year. You played for Bruce. You said he's still alive with Vegas. Looks like he's going to the final. Mm-hmm. That, that's man, some guys. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate, like you said, I've played everywhere, so I've pretty much met. Let's just say being and, a suitcase helps. I guess <laughs> yeah. lots of coaches. <laughs> but you know, with with Huska, you know, he's he's been there, like he's he's seen everything. I think he knows the players yeah. better than anyone. Yeah. You know, as assistant coach you're, you're relied upon, you know, as the, as the good cop. So that'll it'll be hard buffer. to, yeah, that buffer, but you know, your players and um, you look at, it is tough though to, to go from the good cop to the bad cop. And as a player, you can see right through that. So it'll, it'll be interesting. And another name that I was, uh, you know, thinking of is Alex Tongay, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's been floated. Obviously the
2: relationship with Jerome and Connie, I wonder how you bring a guy in and is it fair to plunk him right into Head coach. I mean, it looks great when Marty St. Louis does it, but there's been some other spots where it, it doesn't. Uh, maybe he comes in as a skill guy, roves mm. around the organization, AHL, NHL. They're in the same city now. Visit top prospects. Hey, we got a home stand. Come do some power play work with us, and then you really get to see the fiber of his fabric. Is this
3: a head coach candidate? Uh, it's again like, you, do you want someone proven like with this group, this veteran group? But also, what is your What does it look beyond this year, right? It's totally the conundrum they're in. And you and Rhett talked about it a bunch. I feel like
2: they're somewhat handcuffed to at least run it back one more time. But I also feel like last year taught you some things and it wasn't just Daryl. There's some other issues and that you do have to think about what do we look like in four years when we open a new rink in theory? Where are we with young players? And this year you're trying to sort of serve both those masters, get younger and start turning over the roster, but also compete. Hard hard to walk that tightrope. And to be fair, you probably hire different coaches for a fully go this way or fully go that way.
3: Yeah. And it's exciting for the city, the the new building, and it 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 means a lot to players. Yeah. Um, you want a good team, obviously. To when day one, that you don't you want, want to be old and last in the league. You want yeah. to be an exciting group, and I feel that's that's important. But at the same time, you look at the they were they were one save. One, you know, one goal lead mm-hmm. that they had that they blew this year that it could, it could, it could very well be them you know, know. in this final four. That's what's so weird about this
2: tournament. Everyone's like, they're not a contender. If they get in, well, Seattle was a game seven away from being in the conference. No one said that all year, Florida. No one gave them a snowball's chance in hell against Boston in round one. Never mind even getting in. They were out of the playoffs. 72% of the season.
3: Just get in and get hot. I'm, I'm a biased flames fan. Like I, I live and die with the flames and um, you look at Florida, the last, I think they said the last couple of years, the, the teams that won the president's trophy have gone on to win the Stanley cup or at least be in the Stanley cup final. It's and a long time. It's it's, it? it's, 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 it's interesting. So like it just one year doesn't necessarily mean you're doomed. Yeah. And with this group and the, the veterans they have, they, they have, they have pride. And, you know, I know I played with Markstrom and he's a, he's a battler, man. He's, mm-hmm. he, he he's wants to prove dude. himself like he's very intense and. He's, he's an ultimate teammate, so he wants to do whatever it takes for the city and, and for his teammates. So it'll be an interesting to see what, what kind of team they march out uh, this fall.
2: Let's go to the team that played last night. Uh, overtime again in round three. Round two, all those blowouts. Round three, overtime for everyone. Overtime for days. Uh, 2-2, Dallas and Vegas. Let's uh, jump in. Tied for the team lead in the regular season with up goals. Not available tonight. It
0: comes down low. hits all alone.
2: Stopped by Hill. Had a chance Sparling there. Rolling save. getting They score!
0: Joe Pavelski! A power play goal! And the stars are still
2: alive! Joe Pavelski, so nine goals this postseason, this pocket- Four game winners. And hints, what a gorgeous move there. Almost wins it there. Uh... Joe, pretty good at hockey still. Didn't know it was going to go this way when that three-year deal was signed, leaving
3: San Jose. You're like, oh boy, that's an old man at the end of that contract. Old man's still good at hockey. He's I got to play against Joe his first year. He got called up at the end of his college season. And on Wisconsin, was in, right? I was, yeah, and I, he was in Worcester. Okay. And he was, I did like I was good in face-offs, and this guy ripped my wrist. Really? Off. Like, and you could tell he was going to be a good player in the next year that Logan Couture. Yeah. But you talk about well I, I mentioned earlier, like battle tested guys. He just grabbed them on his back, said, "Hey,, we're That's not cool. done." And I was listening to the NHL, you know, all the different talk shows on the way here in from Cal from saskatoon and man, they were writing those guys off, yeah, like they were already yeah. talking about the matchup between Vegas and Florida. And to be
2: fair, you got to win four in a row. Yeah, um, but all of a sudden you've you've
3: planted the seed of doubt, yep, the hardest one is is the that fourth one to win. and they're not going to go easy. They, they, they talked about how they want to play for their captain and it was unfortunate or whatever with, with what happened with Jamie And But you know, there's a team that is playing for their captain and yeah. the, to, when you have, when you have something to play for and now it's there, I, I would, as a coach, I would just go in and play every single person, you know, every clip said, Hey, these guys, have, they think you're dead. Yeah. This is, this is on you guys. That's against the world. Yeah. Yeah, why not? You're down
2: 3-1. You got to play the underdog card. You're not a favorite. Can't play that card. We we <laughs> did that. We did that twice yeah, this year. So. You did. I, I <laughs> want to ask you about that when we finished the Pender Report. An incredible season you had with the Blades as assistant coach. Your first year there. Uh, let's go to the, the all-time active playoff goals. This is incredible for Pavelski because he's been around. But, like, whoa. So, guy's still in the league. Look where he's at. He's got more playoff goals than Ovechkin, more than Sidney Crosby. Same number of games as Sid, and he's got two more goals. Like this is some elite company,
3: some rare air. 180 playoff games. My goodness, it's it's wild. He's he gets better. He's like fine wine. He just gets better with age. And he's not a great skater, but he makes his living in front of the net in those dirty areas. And I'm going to say that that goal was probably like this year was probably one of the furthest out he's he's scored. Like he's that's a fair point. He's uh, and you can see he's rubbed off on Robertson. You look at that goal okay. yesterday, mm-hmm. that little, that was, that was a beautiful double, goal, deflection. double deflection. And that's uh, that's, that's what, that's what you can have to do is, is get, you know, dirty goals, timely goals. And he's, he's leading by example.
2: Here's what I know about Stanley cup final uh, Florida's in it. And when it starts and who they play, well, still to be determined. So if we see the Knights win game five, we'll get started on May 31. So that's all of a sudden pretty quick. What midweek next week. Is that right? That's Wednesday. So, boom, we're right into the final. Now, if it goes six or seven, so AKA, if you see a Dallas win in game five, all of a sudden we're jumping ahead a while, could have a bigger gap there, but also maybe we see seven. Who knows? That's from John Buchigra of ESPN. Uh, so, interesting note there. And I want to run this past you. This is fascinating. So, the CHL in Europe, people don't really. No, Champions League hockey, but it's the exact same as soccer or football. You take teams from all these different leagues, be it teams playing in England, Austria, Sweden, Norway, France, whatever, and they can all play each other. Here's some of the rule changes they've done. I love this stuff. Traditionalists, some people hate it, don't change the rules. Here are the rule changes that aren't proposed. They're going to happen starting next season, I believe. If you score on a minor penalty... The penalty keeps going. It's still two minutes. Love that. Uh, it it, it uh, shades to more offense. It also makes you, again, boy, I really shouldn't take that penalty. It could even be more painful to my team. Uh, secondly, if there's a delayed penalty and you score, you still get the power play. Don't mind that either. Again, we're shading towards offense, which I, I, I like in the game. Other people, maybe not. And here's an even better wrinkle that, I mean, blow my mind. Hadn't thought of this one. The other two we've talked about a long time. Score shorthanded penalties off the board it's like
3: the get out of jail key um as a coach i'm just thinking now <laughs> how could we add some Exploit offense that. into our sh- into our penalty killer right it's so any type of any, type of any type of 50 50 puck let's send that guy and we're putting it's it spring. off the glass and let's go right yeah. and it, it makes hockey exciting and I'm, I'm all for these like like the european hockey obviously bigger ice yeah so Different, scoring's a little yeah, lower little slower. so i think they want to make sure that yeah. they but for the nhl it, it would it would it would make it exciting. You know, and then there's some there's some really smart hockey players that know how to cheat, when to cheat, and yeah. when the opportunity to to put a the puck in the net. And why not? If you could, you know, you you send your captain or your top scorer is in the penalty box and your penalty kill guys like, Hey, I got you, right? So yeah, that's he's, right. He's, it's free him. Let's go. It's, let's let's let them out.
2: Uh yeah. And look, NHL doesn't have to do that. That may seem really radical to some people. Others are like, let's give it a go. Oh, try it in the American League for a few years. Just pay attention. See how it works over there. Yeah. And it, like our fans loving it. Is it like, whoa, this is like people will not avert their eyes shorthanded or power play. It feels like, is it too much power given to special teams? Those are all things you'll learn by watching this.
3: It's, uh, it's interesting. And you, the American League's the number one. I remember we were the first league to you know the three on three overtime. Yep. Right. So, and then Messed it just that. gravitated and now it's in the NHL. So yep. it'll be interesting to what they do.
2: And everything evolves too, right? The first time we saw three on three, it's the greatest ever, and now we see three on threes where it's like reload, reload. That's the blue lines—that's like, coaching now, though. Like, they, they the coaches it became, got their pause. Yeah, they got their pause on it. it and and, as we <laughs> said, the coaches will always find a way to smother yep. the offense in anything. So now, what do you do? Do you do more three on three? Something else you can do, or do you leave the game as is? Uh, let's go to NBA. You you a hoops guy or no? I, I'm
3: a hoops guy because yep. this
2: TNT panel they've had for years with Shaq mm-hmm. and Chuck is phenomenal. It's Celtics heat, Celtics win last night, so now it's a 3-2 series, but here's Chuck trying to do a Boston accent. This is um this is quite special. I know that uh, Chuck's from Boston. I saw Annie at Fenway <laughs> Park eating chowder on top of the monster. no, no,
1: no not all. Try it almost. one more time, Chuck. Yeah. yeah. I saw Ani at Fenway Park in Chata on top of the monster.
2: Yo, why y'all doing this to this guy? Man? Come on, man. That What's the good name? Ch- Ani. Like Ani. <laughs> the, the, the word you really had trouble with was my name. Ani. <laughs> Ani. <laughs> Is that how you say my name in Boston? I, I saw Ani hey, in, in, in at Fenway Park in Chata on top of the monster. Let's, let's hear a real Bostonian say it. <laughs> I
1: saw ernie at
2: fanway park eating chowder on top of the monster that sound just like me no ernie.
3: <laughs> charles is a legend it's I, I obviously being drafted by boston you you get to hear the, the actual like our thing was uh you're trying to pack your car in winter you know, we're in a winter car, winter 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 paca.
2: yeah i think goodwill hunting was a lot of people's introduction like oh wow yeah That's how do you sick. like them
3: apples right yeah exactly
2: uh, speaking of that series, it was three, nothing Miami, just like it was three, nothing Panthers in the NHL side. Boston's won two in a row. And look at this. Like we're not even money, but there's a lot of people thinking there's some juice in that Celtics comeback in that series. Plus Plus one twenty. I have to dance on that a little later. We'll see. Uh, Memorial cup starts tonight. A great day for you to be in a Western league assistant coach. You've seen Seattle. You're obviously familiar with Kamloops, the host. Uh, a, what, uh, what is this tournament in the city look and feel like? Is this, is this like a slam dunk for you to put it in a market like Kamloops?
3: I think so. You know, Kamloops has such a rich tradition. Um, particularly the Western Hockey League, the, the fan bases, they, they really get behind that. And you're going to get fans from all over. When we hosted in Vancouver, you met people from all over Canada. Just yeah. come. It's, it's an event. Like, it's kind of like, like Cup to be yeah, honest. Exactly. No matter where you're in the country, you might go every year. It's an annual trip, something like that. And, and you're not bringing in a team that's hosting that's not very good. They 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 could easily, you know, one or two moves here that they they could have beat Seattle. So they're mm-hmm. they're they got some good players and they won't look out of place at all. And you said Seattle
2: like Wagon. They're yeah, really they're they're really
3: team. good. We played Winnipeg and they 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 had a really good players. Like Winnipeg, Kamloops, and Seattle made those big deals at the deadline yeah. to load up specifically for this, but you know, Seattle just the depth, the coaching, everything. They're their favorite. I don't know too much about Peterborough or sure. Quebec, but I know with Quebec, you, Patty Waugh, is going to make sure his team is ready. Speaking of Patty Waugh, we have an intrepid
2: reporter at the Memorial Cup, fan of the show. Can't, I don't want to out um, our guest, but took this photo of Pat Waugh, I think. Now, maybe someone snuck in for the free food at the press conference, and that's them in front of Patrick Waugh's nameplate. But uh, Patty. Mix in a nap, buddy. Did they, they pull him off the plane there?
3: I feel like when you've won that much, you know, you, what you can do, what, do whatever you want. So I'm a big Patty Roy fan and he's, uh, he's definitely, he looks like a, a man that's a little best prepared.
2: You'd be fighting me for the <laughs> bottles in the alley looking like that. Jeez. Uh, okay. Last one for you. Here's your schedule. Obviously uh, everyone play each other and away we go. It starts tonight with the Blazers hosting the Rampart and uh, what are we calling them? Allie Wah. Uh, Bottle Depot. Pat Wah. That's uh that goes tonight tomorrow. You get Seattle against the Peets, Then it's the Blazers one game a day. going to be a lot of fun. They build in that extra day for a tiebreaker if needed semis go July 2nd and the finals on the fourth. Uh, if you're a Western league guy, do you just have to pull for the Western league teams now? You got I think two. so. Yeah.
3: You you want your team your league to prove that you're the best and those those two teams uh, they'll they'll be there I think at least semifinal final um, again I don't know Peterborough but you know it's kind of a death curse for the team to make the final um, and I know, wait I know yeah. and wait yeah. we we played uh, Plymouth in the semifinal we beat them and Medicine Hat was sitting there for two or three days and we just had momentum going yeah, in yeah. so it's it's interesting to see how teams prepare for that and you're basically playing three or four game sevens, right? Yeah. So yeah. every win counts and it's the best on best. And I think it's the hardest trophy to win in sports.
2: Uh, last couple items here in the Pinder Report. Cavalry FC on the road this weekend. They take on York. Uh, the tie-in, it's uh, Tommy's old assistant, uh, Martin Nash coaching York. He's Steve Nash's brother and both love soccer. Steve owns a piece of the white caps. Um, there's the table. York in fifth and Cavalry with that big win last weekend. Undefeated through six, five draws, finally got a win, and yeah, all of a sudden you're like, hey, another three points, mm, look pretty good in the standings. There, have you been to a game out here yet? Or no? I was
3: just gonna ask. You know, I'm not a big football fan. I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. Yeah, there was, so, so you're coming around. Europe, being in Europe, I kind of picked up a little bit, but I've always wanted to to go see one of these games. You recommend? So you give it? me a
2: heads up when you're in town.
3: I will. Thank you. My treat. Yep. By my treat. I mean, like maybe Calvary's treat. I'll find someone. I I'll
2: get some black show sure on them. there, and away yeah, we go. There right? you go. Awesome. Uh Finally. We got, you're you a, a live, living proof of it, but we have fans. We're so lucky. The, the work that we've done together, boom rep myself, no matter where people are in the world, they seem to tag along. We heard from Ozzy Brad earlier this week, Jack. We, we've, uh, you know, you noted, you listened to the show in Norway. This, take a look here. This is the Bahamas. And if you look really closely on the peninsula there by that incredible, clear, beautiful crystal blue water, that it looks like some sort of a rink there. Now it's hot. It's the Bahamas. So there you are. Okay. It looks like that's some sort of a sport court type, uh, playing surface, not ice. And what do we have on the ice? There's our boy. Is that Matt? <laughs> is it Matt or Mike or boy that, uh, sent the photos in there's the barn burner t-shirt from the Bahamas, I'm
3: Bermuda. Sorry. Bermuda. You sure. It's not Lake Bonavista. <laughs> i kept saying Bahamas is
2: Bermuda. Damn it. Really? I'm trying to give them all love and I put them in the wrong country. Barnburner T-shirts are available nationgear.ca. If you want to rep them somewhere interesting around the world, uh, you want to let's go. I want this to be like idiots wearing rider jerseys at sporting events all over North America. I want Wall of China. If you're there, that's right. Throw your
3: your barnburner shirt on.
2: Like think about if if we had done this at a different time, you could have been wearing a barnburner shirt in Japan, Norway, Czech Republic, Romania, Romania. Uh, It was a Croatia for a while. Croatia,
3: yeah, Italy italy
2: that's right florida a thousand different places yeah you need to get that
3: some marketing on your suitcase or i honestly never took window? advantage of my uh flight like the, the i had aeroplan, never never took advantage of it dude I, I think i should have now i don't know if you can you go back and if you haven't claimed plans? them
2: now it's it's too late i now, think they right? probably give you a year to claim something okay, like that yeah, oh um, man it's been a while. dude you'd have i'm not gonna tell you It'll hopefully my
3: wife off. isn't uh listening we're supposed to go on our, our honeymoon Shh. <laughs> that would have been really that would have helped. it's like so. oh i only got
2: enough to get us to hawaii and back yeah. eight times <laughs> come on way what are you doing uh okay i wish i had Rhett here for this one because uh, his wife sent a picture of their bank account i don't know if there's some sort of accounting glitch or if the credit card payments are high but i've never seen a number like this before uh the warner found that that's like <laughs> 99 billion red how are you gonna pay that off Imagine logging into your app and seeing those numbers. That's uh, where's the help number? This can't be
3: right. I feel like it's just an instant jammer. Your heart just, uh, just uh, sinks right uh, into your stomach <laughs> and you're done.
2: <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. And finally, uh, my spirit animal was found on the internet. So... There's the hype. platform boots, Jack? What's he wearing
3: there? That's, I don't know. There's some serious height, though. You love a good high kick, right? Well, it's a great party trick. So do you do you stretch before you go out? Like, are you Got making me. sure your hamstrings are...
2: Look, it's only a party trick if you can do it drunk and you don't need to stretch. Okay, well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> That's your Pender Report on a Friday. I, I don't know that I need to know who Spartacus is, nor the lady in the wig there, but uh, there we go. Uh, again, for Village Honda, detailing packages from as uh, little as $79. Get all the gunk out of your car, Wacy. You get all that winter junk, the rubber mats. Let's get to the nice soft fur stuff. They'll do it. All the inside, all the outside. Get spring and winter off your car, get ready for summer. VillageHonda.com. I want to ask you. I wish Rhett was here. You probably, more than anyone else, would have uh a scouting report from a coach's eye on Connor Bedard. Oh. You saw the guy 9 games in a row if I'm correct, last two of the regular season 7 game series against Regina. Take me back to the end of the year knowing you were going to play Bedard and the Pats at some point and then that series. Like that, that that I don't know that those rinks and those fan bases have been stirred up like that in decades.
3: We have a scouting report, and I also have PTSD from Connor <laughs> Bedard. <laughs> and I think some of our defense PTSD. can do. PTSD. Um, so, it, which was funny that we were trying to figure out who we we, we clinched second. Um, we had two games. Our final two games were against Regina, mm-hmm. and we knowing that we were going to play them. So we. So you knew you had the pass. had the pats, and you had them the last two games. Last two games see. of the year, and you know, for, for us, we just let the boys play, go out, enjoy yourselves, and then when. I think it was probably like one of our, we have the keys to our, our, our playoffs. And he was, we called it the head of the snake that oh. if you can take away Connor Bedard, that we have a better chance of winning. And we were down two nothing quick. And yep. I felt, I felt really bad for our defenseman. Two oh at home. 2-0 at the home. Two oh at home.
2: So, so again, to remind people, because we talked about it on the show, Bedard and the seven seeds come in and they win two games in Saskatoon. So now you're in this hole and you have to go on the road.
3: Yeah. And, Honestly, like you, you can try, and it's basically like defending McDavid. Like you give him time and space, he's gonna make a move around you, or, or you know, make a play around you. You take try and take time, space away, and you're ending up on a a podcast or, you know, on Instagram. And I felt bad for some of our defensemen. They, I would tell them, hey, like I promise you, in five years, this is gonna be one of your stories that you're telling around the fire, around your friends. It's just, it's unfortunate it's happening to you now. (laughs) But just survive this, yeah, just survive. But honestly, you uh, to tell a story about Connor, after I think it was game six that we uh, sorry, game five, we were in in Saskatoon, we were at the practice rink and we practiced after them. And we were probably about 45 minutes, half an hour after the ice time, just so just to give him respect if they're working on stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, he was still at the rink signing autographs for for you know, the some young men and women. And he took his time as long as whoever there. He took every single, um, every single autograph, whatever they had. He needed, and just it kind of just what type of what type of person he is, because you can see the player is going to be a really good player. Yeah, and you no, know, like you, you just have so much respect for a person like that. Yeah. You, you you talk about you know being a true professional. He's he's probably knew that he was going to play in the NHL at fourteen, yeah. so he's prepared. And I I feel like his career will fall somewhere in between. Worst case scenario is like you look at a Steven Stamkos. And best case is is Connor McDavid. Like this is how good this kid is. Oh, and wow. he's all right. You wanna you wanna play in the mud and, and in the trenches? I can do that. All right, you wanna you wanna skill it up? I can do that. You and he's he's he can play wing, you can play center, He can he's good defensively. Like he's you you look, he's only five ten, but he's he's a rattlesnake. Wow. He's he's he's, he's the real deal.
2: Scary. And, yeah, they'll sell some tickets in Chicago. Yeah. They already have. It was the first two hours. They had millions in season ticket sales. My God. Yeah. At least he's
3: out of division for the Flames. And and out That's, of the Western Hockey League. That, out of the Western Hockey there, League for but me. But for Flames fans,
2: it's like, yeah, Chicago comes at least once a year, sometimes twice. That'll be great. Yeah. And, Just don't, and don't need to see it until round three if those things ever happen. Yes, we did.
3: We shook his hand. Hey, good luck. Get out of here. Good. Yep. Wish you nothing but the best. Go, go to another not league. Coming back to the
2: Western Stop Hockey terrorizing league. this exactly. league. I think he's down in that league. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that's not a bold take. <laughs> Wasey. been fun hanging out with you.
3: No, it's, I've been waiting to come in. It's, it's exciting. And this, I, I messaged a uh, boom when you guys were, uh, you know, transitioning yep. and that you guys, honestly, for, for a Calgary kid that has been away from home, you know, it was tough. Like I said, it'd be, I'd be in Japan and it would be middle of the night there. And you guys would just be waking up or, it'd be middle of the day and you guys like my family wouldn't be up. So you guys, your podcast, you know, made sure that while I was homesick or I felt like I was alone, I was never alone because you guys were there and get to hear your voice. And you guys were, you guys are true professionals. And I'm just, you know, I'm very proud to be here and I'm very proud to be from Calgary and Alberta. And you know, Ryan, you're, you're a good man.
2: (laughs) We're proud that you came in and we got guys like you listening. Yes. It's uh it's pretty amazing. We do stuff to have fun and, you know, try to make each other laugh and, uh, that, that, Guys like yourself enjoy it. That's that's the highest of compliments. Uh, before we get out of here, we got Betway bets of the day. Let's do that, as we've got uh, world championships over in Riga, Latvia, and Tampere, Finland. Have you
3: been to both these countries? Probably. I've never been to Finland. Never, never. been to never been to Latvia. So you played
2: in Norway. Yeah. And you those are they're right there.
3: That's close. Eh. It's like traveling from Alberta to Manitoba. I, oh right? yeah. So it's, do you want to go to Manitoba?
2: You kind of just were throwing darts at the world. You somehow got to Japan and then back over to Europe. It's amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Canada, Latvia is one of the semifinals. The other is USA, Germany. We're talking about two major underdogs in Latvia and Germany getting all the way through to the semis. Canadians and Americans, heavy favorites. Four flames in action. To Foley, Uyghur, and Lucic for Canada. Obviously, Matt Coronado, the lone flame on Team USA. I'm focusing on tomorrow morning's games. Uh, this is Canada minus two and a half. The puck line against Latvia beat them pretty good in round robin play. It was early on; they're clearly the more skilled roster. They are going to have to deal with a lot of Latvian fans, and they're crazy. But I just think uh, talent is going to prove out here. The the Cinderella story at some point the carriage turns into the pumpkin. I'm guessing it's tomorrow for Latvia, and I'm going to jump on a to Tyler Tofoli anytime goal plus one fifty. He's starting to heat up, putting the puck in the net as this tournament comes to a close. That's plus one fifty. If he scores at any point in the game Betway. way get the app be in Ontario 19 plus bet the responsible way what else do we have to uh hit today I feel like it's a weekend we're good GTFO yeah let's get out of here Rat would say Oilers suck go cats Wacey thanks for being here best of luck next year how are we uh, real quick you turn it over a bunch of roster, you bring a bunch of guys back, or is it sort of a, a mix there for what the blades are looking
3: at? No, We're just losing our three twenties. So there's going to be some expectation to put another good uh, roster onto the, the ice. So we're excited and the the city is buzzing and we'll, when I come through and play the hitman, hopefully you can stop by and uh, I'll get you a ticket or two. Love it. We'd love to grab
2: lunch or something like that next to when you pass your town, have a great summer. Hope you get that honeymoon figured out. Don't mention the, uh, the lack of frequent flyer points, and uh, again, appreciate you coming in. Thanks for the swag. We all got blades, hoodies. We got you a barn burner hoodie. We need you to take that around the world with you.
3: Good, uh, good way to start our weekend, right?
2: All right. Thanks for watching. We'll be back again on Monday. Full boat should be Boomer Rhett back from Nashville potentially, or there if his kid makes the final, uh, and myself as well. Jack, thank you. Appreciate it, Wacy. Always great seeing you. Talk next week.